Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How do we plan to draft prospects in 2024? Find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Labor Day, Monday, September 4th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And here's a question we received on our Mailbag podcast. Uh, we'll start with the first one. I feel like there were a ton of fun prospect call-ups this year that haven't quite delivered most of the midseason hitters. As you prepare for drafts next year, how can you project which ones will make a large leap going forward into year two? Or will they just have to be wildcard gambles going into next year? How much do you lean on pedigree, winning, out, or do you look at how they perform this year? I feel like Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green are good examples of this from this past season. And then he goes on to provide, I was about to say Clyde edwards Elair. Wow, I got like football brain already. Uh, <laughs> Christian Encarnacion Strand, because he just wrote CES, so I started thinking CEH. Um, yeah. So Encarnacion Strand, Ellie De La Cruz, Jordan Walker, those were the names that he mentioned, Scott. Uh, have you started to give any thought to this of uh, which prospects might get pushed down next year based on, I guess, not living up to expectations this season? Uh, well, they all will. They all will. I, I He lists Ellie De La Cruz here, and I don't know if he's going to fit in that category because I feel like he's the most hyped of them, and he's still been... He's Just because of how many bases he's stolen, he's still been a valuable fantasy asset, though he's obviously slowed down with the bat. Uh, I, I think Ellie De La Cruz will be a, will approach him similarly to the way we did O'Neill Cruz this year, which was what like a fifth, sixth round pick, something like that. That and that's assuming he doesn't go on to have a huge September, which is always possible. Higher, possible I mean, for any of these. Players. I think he's going to go higher. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, let's see where the final numbers end up. But yeah. that's it. it Obviously, it wasn't long ago where people were chiding us that people were chiding us for leaving him out of round one. So maybe you're right. I just. Don't know how much attitudes have cooled on him based on the the poor work at the plate of late. Uh, but yeah, he's he, he won't slide that much. The others will probably slide a lot. And you know, you don't you don't want to be invested in too many of them, probably, because they're not all gonna take a step forward in year two. I think that was a problem I had in some of the deeper rotisserie leagues, especially, is uh, investing in too many upside types who then didn't take that next step forward. But like, there's no reason in, in a dynasty league to be off of Jordan Walker now or off of Christian Encarnacion strand now. Uh, so, and I bring up dynasty league because it's not like, you know, it's not like the, the long-term prognosis has changed here. We don't know exactly when the breakout's going to come. I can't 
point out anything in Jordan Walker's profile that says, yes, it's absolutely going to happen on opening day 2024. But there's every reason it might. Or it might be more of a midseason breakout situation like we've seen with Torkelson this year. There's no predicting exactly when the breakthrough comes. And that is that is one of the great frustrations. You just You just try to look for signs that the upside is there and then try not to pay too much for it. Try not to forfeit too much in pursuit of upside that you end up uh, putting yourself in, giving giving your team too low of a floor. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't know if Jordan Walker and Encarnacion Strand will go as low as Torkelson did this year. I think Torkelson was outside the top 200, maybe even top 250. You know, they'll probably be outside of the top 150 picks. I do agree with you. I don't think you should be drafting multiple of these players, but if you want to leave your draft with at least one of them, just like an upside prospect bounce back or maybe even some of the top prospects for next year, depending on how crazy the steam gets on like a Jackson Holiday or a Jackson Churio, I think that's mm-hmm. totally fine to do. But I do agree with you. Like in redraft leagues, I kind of did the same thing as you. Is like I had a lot of prospects this year, and I think we probably just need to cool it for redraft. Like maybe you take yeah. one of them, maybe two if they just go super late, but you probably don't want more than that. And that... That's a flaw that I think is still built on this idea that, you know, three, four, five years ago, a lot of these guys were hitting right away. And I so think just they, last they, year, Scott, like we got crazy, maybe not we in general, but like the industry did because we got Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Strider and Michael Harris, right? And we saw these rookies come up and just have like truly dominant, amazing seasons. Mm-hmm. And then we all just kind of started to project rookies doing stuff well, like that moving forward. Yeah. And and there will always be guys like that. It's just a question of how probable is any single prospect to do that. Uh, I, I also want to say there is some nuance to, you know, how many do you draft? I, I don't necessarily think you need to limit yourself to one. Maybe two or three is fine. You, you may just not want to go as, as many as four or five. In a league that's deeper where you can't backfill off the waiver wire if they don't pan out. In a shallow league, I think you can go to town, draft as much upside as you want because the waiver wire is going to be abundant all year. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.